Hey everybody, we've got some great content for you today. I'm really excited to share this week's episode as we're talking about reopening. But of course, we had a technical glitch that meant we lost audio files from our hosts. So this is a Zoom recording, which means, uh, I hate to give this warning, but you might have to turn your volume up and down a little bit um, as Zoom is doing the balancing of people's volumes instead of me, uh, which hopefully I do a better job uh, than Zoom. But anyway, uh, there's great content in here and it still sounds pretty good. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Take it away. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers are currently on hold, but we are potentially opening very soon, and we want to talk about that. We want to talk about FTA guidance on opening and our own input and perspectives on that. My name is Dylan, and I co-host Art of the Float with this awesome crew. I'm in Portland, Oregon. I own the float shop with my lovely wife, Sandra, and I am voting for Drew to become a board member of the FTA. Um, my name is Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave, and I'm in Southern Indiana, and I am voting for Drew to join the FTA. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float, <laughs> and I'm running for the FTA, <laughs> joining the board, so I'm going to vote for myself as well. Selfish. <laughs> well, this is Gloria Morris, and you're not going to get off that easy, Drew. I need to see your campaign stance. Mm. I need to know your views on like everything, it. you know, before I, like I cast my vote. But I kind of like you, and you're definitely cute, so I think I'll give you a shot. <laughs> Woo! Now that Aww. is an endorsement, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Blushing. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so Gloria, you're saying this isn't the high school uh, class president popularity club? You actually want content? You want... <laughs> I, I demand very high standards of delivery with content, guidance. I, I, we, we really need to step it up. So, What's your platform, Drew? Drew? I was going to give free ice cream to everybody. Ah, but... Yes. <laughs> Sold. Oh, wants a lot. Sold. Uh, if we're voting by mail, I'm going to vote multiple times. That's perfect. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's get right into it. I'm a little fired up. I've been a little frustrated. Well, gosh, who is? What a bizarre world we're living in. Maybe can we just take a moment? Like, how are you mentally and emotionally? There's a lot I want to cover tonight. A lot we need to get through. But on the whole, Gloria... You, you weren't here last episode. <laughs> Let's oh, catch why? up a little because bit. Because I was checked you? into a mental hospital. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome back. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm. <laughs> it's a day-to-day thing. I have a lot of distraction, fortunately, from the situation with Float 60, being that I'm kind of in a new role with my job. So I've been on the phone, conference calls, back to back back. And um, when I actually stop and have downtime to think, I kind of go into this panic mode. So it's it's a little bit uh, scary. An it's, adrenaline it's, anxiety panic. It's, it is. It's like an anxiety. It's a fear. You know, I, I practice mindfulness and I'm always kind of trying to identify how I'm feeling in the moment. And I've just noticed how often I tell myself, I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling anxiety. Oh, I'm feeling okay. stress. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very aware of it all the time. It's and it, you know, tends to manifest, manifest itself. But I, um, 
I feel like things are moving in the right direction. I do have a lot of anxiety, which I'm sure we'll talk about, about opening and making sure my team is safe. That's like a big, huge thing. I feel the pressure to open, but I don't feel 100% confident in the fact that we know how to manage this process with all of the new guidance. We're going to get into that, Gloria. We're going to get into that for sure. that's 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 where I'm at. Drew, how's Gloria, your mental can state? I ask? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, let me. I have a quick quick Please. question. Do you think part of that is that you're just not in control of what's going on? Are you saying I'm a control freak? I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying. You know, usually, you order for everybody when we go out for dinner. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> this is true. This is true. But little known fun fact: if you had to go there, I normally relinquish all control to the waiter and let them order for us and always looking for a surprise. So I'm not a control freak. And anybody who's been to dinner with me knows this. I always say, surprise us, bring us what you think we'll like and don't ask us for any preferences. So back to your question, Drew. Um, I do think that it's a, a situation where I don't feel confident that anybody knows what the real answers are. And therefore, I don't feel confident in the the procedures that we have, you know, an idea to put in place with when we open. And uh, yeah, I think that makes me uncomfortable. I feel like there's always been kind of a protocol that we as an industry set forth as a standard and we had confidence behind it. And we all kind of followed that methodology. But now there's a lot of unknowns. True. Yeah, yeah it's true. I agree. That's definitely a bit of... Um, my concerns, I'm still not sleeping well. I, I stay up late. I get up early, broken oh. sleep in between. Mm. Um, I'll find myself dwelling on something random. I finally mm. stopped watching the news again. I feel like I was watching mm. it a lot, and it would be the, one of the last things I would watch at the end of the night because there seems oh, like a, wow. a new update every right. in the morning and then at night, right? There's like a new thing that matters, you know, not right, just a right, little right. thing. Like, it actually matters. Right. So... I've been trying to avoid that, but the idea of opening has gotten me excited again, mm-hmm. and I'm really starting to, um, you know, ramp that up. Um, but those emotions, I think, are real emotions, and it's hard to, uh, you know, how do you plan? Like, you don't really know. What are you liable for? What can you get in trouble for? What should you do? No one's really telling you what, what you should do and that's part of i think my anxiety is at least here in new hampshire they're basically saying you come up with the answers so i'm doing Mm -hmm. the best that i can when i get online and i google and i figure it out and i'm going to put together procedures and um i know we'll talk about some of those later but i think we're kind of winging it and i'm kind of keeping my fingers crossed that nobody claims that they got it from us I think there's right. a part of that, even with a waiver, I'm going to do a waiver, but there's a part of that. No matter when you open, whether it's today, June, July, August, that's going to be a concern. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that affects us. And that might change. Oh, oh it, right? it will, right? Like we're already on thin ice as <clears throat> is. People have phobias about what, what they can get from the water or the float tank itself. And people make claims that, oh, I got that ringworm. I got that ringworm from you guys. <laughs> And it's like, well, weren't, didn't you do three hours of MMA before you came into flow and you didn't shower beforehand? Like maybe, I don't know, maybe it has to do with it. So, and obviously I'm, I'm being a little silly and facetious, but we are on thin ice and we know that at any time that 
float industry could be rocked by this kind of thing. And we are now in something where we could come across as something that looks unsafe. I do think that we're going to look like something that is very safe, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. I think we are armed with more information than ever before to project ourselves as an efficient, safe space to be in. Um, and like I said before, we're going to get into some FTA guidance stuff. So gosh, I guess we're just chomping at the bit to get into that. Um, I just want to share real quick, a lot of my anxiety currently, it doesn't have to do with the float shop, uh, or, or not, maybe not anxiety. Um, I just, I, I want to wrestle. I want to rock climb. I, I just want to fight. Like, I, I don't know if that, if there's a better way to put it, but like, I just have this balled up energy and I don't have anywhere to put it. I go for runs. I've been working out more, but I just, um, I'm at home. I'm with the wife and kids all day. I get little breaks of time to do work. I go through emails. I do Photoshop. Like yeah, that's cool, but it's not a fit. It's not what I want. <laughs> and like, I'm just used to having grandma can come over for two to three hours and I can get work done. Right. Like there are play dates. There are things where like it, it takes a village and the village is distanced right now. And it mm -hmm. is brutal to be on all the time with, I've got two awesome kids. Like they're not hellions. Well, one of them's a little bit of a demon, but you know, like for the most part, they're, they're she's halfway cute. decent. Yeah, she's adorable. <laughs> and I'm still like, I can't be on all the time. And Sandra and I, it's just trading back and forth all the time. We're, and, and oftentimes we want to be there together. So we're both putting in time. And um, it's just this weird burnout over time where like, I love my kid, but I'm, I don't think I'm meant to be with my kid from waking to sleep every single day with mm -hmm. not even a trip to the park, you know, and I'm just trying to bring these kids out. <sighs> so I think my, so Drew. I just want to point out that those things that you're missing create endorphins, right? They create yes, good feelings. Yes. Sorry. And, that was a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll edit that. Yeah. The, right. But they, they, those all create certain things within you good feelings they they mm -hmm. get uh they emit good emotions but they're actually releasing chemicals in your body that do good things yeah, yeah yeah and it's hard to find now that we're kind of stuck and yeah things have changed it's hard to get that and i'm with you man i like am so with you i like i kicked something the other day just to kick it because <laughs> i needed to like release and it felt good. It hurt, but it felt good to like. That dog did not that. deserve it, Drew. <laughs> it wasn't my dog. <laughs> it was my dog. <laughs> better not. It, have been it's dog. so funny that you uh, said that, Drew. You know, I I got in my car, which I have not been going anywhere, but mm -hmm. the grocery store here and there. And I got right. in my car and I stepped on the gas and just <laughs> freaking raced down this road that's right outside my subdivision. And I was like, I don't even give a damn if I get pulled over. Wow. I'm just freaking going for it. And I, I I, don't even know what I got it up to, but it was this release of, yeah. I just got to get that so, out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're the reason then that all of our highways through here <laughs> say slow down. Like they right. have the big flashers up. Um, I don't do it all the time, Miss yeah. Kim. Uh -huh. I, 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 the I, suburbs. It was a temporary <laughs> thing. But um, rush to go yeah. fast, like, yeah, just to get out. Oh, the trip to the store, like every once or two weeks, that is my sweet tool. See? All my metal. See, like, I don't this like is the that. time to rock out because I, I am not like listening that. to the music I would listen to. Normally, I would drive and I would have my chance to just have my driving music, be able to rock out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And now it's you know fifteen minutes every two weeks, one to two weeks. I um, haven't even done that. I. 
I haven't left my house aside. It's from my house to the center, my house to the center, my house Mm. to the center. And so Graham and I are now like, there've been some days where we'll both go in together and we bring the kids. There are some days that, you know, we we're kind of in this pattern now where we alternate back and forth just so one of us can get away and go like have some quiet time. Um, But for me, what's weird is like, my life's not that different. Like I work from home. I sit in this very office where I am right now. Like, I don't know, 45, (laughs) 50 hours a week. Like it, that's just my norm. I'm, I'm not running kids around and yeah, it's, it's weird, but it's been a roller coaster. And I think that's, what's just so wild about it is that it honestly hasn't changed my life too much. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen my friends as much and I'm used Mm -hmm. to just having some quick little pop-ins. So, you know, we've all kind of like dropped little gifts off at each other's houses and, you know, little stuff like that. But, um, and I've had days where it just all just hits me really, really hard, you know, really hard. Like, and, and then there are days where I'm like, oh, everything's fine. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. And I think because like you said, Drew, like I've turned off the news. I don't, I can't watch it. I'll catch a headline here and there or, or like dive in and read an article if it's something that I feel like I really need to know. But, and what's weird now is the, the idea of reopening, it's kind of given me some energy again. And I feel like I have been lacking nice. in that where all of a sudden ah. in the past few days, I'm feeling a little bit more energetic. But I get so yeah, you've really been and... lacking in online and, and stuff. I've noticed you've really slowed down, Kim. Jeez. Yeah, you know, with, with, I've had moments. But yeah, can you give I've... a plug for for the uh, what you've been doing online? By the way, Your yeah, um, I have a little group that I set up called Small Business Solutions, and I've been sharing everything from like financial assistance, all kinds of different grants that are available for you know different uh, section or di- different industries. Um, sharing social media tips, sharing just like general business, how to pivot, how to set up an online shop, you know, looking for shipping efficiencies and just all kinds of like business stuff. It's all small business solutions. And so um, it's a a really fun little group and and Mm -hmm. folks are, are being awesome about sharing their own experiences too. So jump in there if you can. Kim, Kim is providing an information buffet. It's really nice. Like it's some days I'm like, I don't nice, really yeah. feel like this is like totally applicable to me mm-hmm. or like, I'm going to kind of pass on this one. And then other times I'm like, Oh my God, this is a gem. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes I'm yeah. like, I, I just want to share. I just want to <laughs> contribute, you know, uh, I yes. really like it. Thank you for producing Thanks. that. Content. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, I think that's part of my coping mechanism too, huh. is whenever I feel like I can't do much about fixing things. I just share information. I share knowledge, whatever I know, whatever I've learned, whatever I come across. Like I just, the trainer in you. That's what it's wild. I know. Right. (laughs) How did that happen? I'm just supposed to listen and take notes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Um, But I think, you know, it's just been up and down and up and down. And like, we're at this point right now where we're a few days away from reopening and, um, there's a lot of emotion behind that. And there's, it's really easy to also kind of become numb and forget what's happening in the rest of the world and just get into this tunnel vision mm-hmm. of feeling like everything's fine. We're reopening the business. And I have to keep reminding myself to stay grounded that there's still a lot of uncertainty out there. And yes. even though like what we're doing is all about that uncertainty, the things that we're doing that are keeping us busy, preparing to reopen, but it's just this weird little pattern. I almost feel like we're like opening again for the first time. I 
would completely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what we're doing. And just like when we first opened, we don't know what our audience is going to be, right? Like it's, right. it's, uh, it's fresh. Yes. Um, although in my case, and I don't know if it's true for everybody, but we're also used to like when you open your strip down, you're maybe working a lot of hours, not true for Gloria necessarily, but it's a little more minimal and then you become more robust. And now we're this mm-hmm. robust beast that perhaps yeah. isn't as efficient or, you know, isn't as streamlined. And now mm-hmm. what are we going to do with, potential less, but I don't know. All right, let's get, <laughs> yes. I need to refocus here. Um, before mm-hmm. we get too far into the show, I just want to give a shout out to Flowhelm. Flowhelm is the software that was built from the ground up by Float Center owners who want to um, do things for Float Centers that other other um, scheduling software can't do. And then they, they didn't just stop there. They just kept building it out and they made it take care of all these different apps that I used to use all into one piece of software. So your clients are scheduling, they're able to buy gift cards, you're able to do your auto emails, all that stuff, but also you're sp- uh, able to do project management. You're able to do um, communications within your company using FloatHelm. And so it's this really amazing thing that if you aren't on already, now is a great time to see if it's a good fit for you. Get a free tour. They're going to walk you through everything. While you don't have anybody floating is the perfect time for them to do a transfer for you uh, and um, get all that data into FloatHelm and start with a fresh schedule. And we're going to get into this later, but you are very uh, likely going to be making some modifications to your schedule, to whether it's float times or uh, times in between floats, all that stuff. Um, there, there's very likely going to be changes. So what better time to start from scratch in a new scheduling software? FloatHelm is where you want to go. It's what the float shop uses. I strongly endorse it. I truly believe in it. I think it is a great piece of software. I don't know if software is the right word to use. I'm, I'm old. Um, but, uh, you know, online... <laughs> Is software the right word? It's no, definitely you, software. Is yes, it? You don't install absolutely. it on your computer. All right. It's still software. Software. Yeah. Cloud-based yeah. software. But it's your Thank best you. friend kind of software. Little yeah. Helmbot. Yeah, Helmbot. Oh gosh. And the and there's the there's people behind it. So if you have any mm-hmm. questions, recommendations, anything, you hit this button, you write it to them, and they get right back to you. It's really impressive. I've always been really pleased and really impressed by what they do. All right. So the other thing I want to get to before we get too deep in the show is uh, we um, all run float centers. We're a bunch of podcasters here. We know some things. We like to share our information. We like to brainstorm. But um, we don't want to make an official prescription on what you should be doing for your float center. There is... uh, I'm going to... There aren't a lot of federal guidelines on what to do here. A lot of this is being passed down to local governing bodies, states and cities. And so what we say isn't necessarily what's best for you. I recognize that there's a difference between um, my friends out in North Dakota and out here in Portland. We are different landscapes, um, literally and figuratively. So um, what we're going to talk about here, um, you need to figure out what is the best to keep yourself safe and your community safe. But we're going to go through a bunch of these things here um, that we believe in, and we're probably going to poke a few holes in some of these um, as we kind of debate around between each other as well. So let's get back into it. Uh, Kim, I'm going to ask you to be our host of the FTA guidance uh, guidelines, because uh, I don't have them up in front of me here. Uh, that, that was sent out to anybody on their email list. Uh, this is easily accessible. We'll send you a link. Uh, they, by the way, I, I, FTA doesn't uh, advertise on our show, but I will say that they are um, doing a 
membership sale uh, where the first month is only a dollar. And I think, oh, I don't want to quote the price going forward, um, but they have a somewhat, you know, much lower price than, than it previously used to be uh, per month, or you can do even cheaper per year, uh, save money by paying all upfront at an annual rate. Um, so I did sign up for that. By the way, if anybody's been following me over the years, I've had a lot of feels about the FTA and what they have or have not contributed to the float community. And um, I feel like it's, I don't know if a statement is the right word, but I feel comfortable paying to support what's going on with the FTA right now. So I'll just go ahead and put that out there. And we mm -hmm. all have, if I'm yeah. correct, correct? Yes, I all joined. Of us. Yep. Oh, well. oh. Yeah. Absolutely. So Join. Awesome. We're all there. Awesome. We so want to see it move okay. in the right direction. Yep. Yeah, it's a great time to do it. We'll, we'll put a link up there as well. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the, uh, the FTA has uh, put out official guidelines or recommendations, <laughs> I should say, uh, guidance points for running a float center and what we can do to keep um, our staff safe and our floaters safe. So let's go ahead and start walking <laughs> through that. Um, this, if, if you're already aware of it, um, we're not going to be poking holes in a lot of these. I think we, we stand behind most of this. Um, this is just an audio version of, of their information. And then we'll start, uh, you know, adding on or modifying. Yeah. So there's basically like four big components, um, procedural changes, cleaning, systems check, education. And so, um, the big one, you know, procedural changes included things like wearing masks, um, including a COVID-19 waiver, um, or some language in your own waiver related to that, having all client intakes done online over the phone prior to your appointments, um, staggering services to avoid overcrowding, closing the lounge or post float areas, minimizing any touch points um, in all of the communal spaces and increasing times between floaters. Um, and one of the recommendations was to shorten your float times if needed uh, so that you can give staff more time for cleaning and then to develop a video orientation, a video walkthrough. So that's kind of the first block just of the procedural changes. So I'm curious, um, given that like little mini list there, what stands out to you guys? Is there anything that you're just like, Absolutely, I'm doing that or not a chance. Well, Kim, I noticed you turned beet red. <laughs> you started biting your lip like, while yes. saying uh, shorten your float lengths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that one for me is, uh, no, we already, there's already great debate in the community about 60 minutes versus 90 minutes. And then I'm the odd man because I have 75 as my standard. Um, but I know personally that I don't get a good float unless I'm in there for at mm -hmm. least 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of centers offer 60. And if you're, you're shortening that float even more, people are not getting what they need. So that one for me, I would much rather, and what I am doing is increasing time between sessions. And so I'm giving, um, I typically run 75 minute floats in a two hour block. And so that gives people time to shower. It gives us plenty of time to clean all three float suites um, and time to really, you know, make those connections with our guests. We still have that time, but now we're increasing it to three hour blocks just so we can also go in and kind of, I'm mixing in like what I'm doing personally within this, but, um, we've added UV lamps that also emit ozone. And so that runs for about 10 to 15 minutes and that's easy for me to do, you know, and then people are gone. They still get their full float time. We're just taking our time getting ready for the next people. That way we're easing through it. We're getting folks in, giving them the full experience and then getting them out. So I would rather take the hit than ask my guests to take the hit, you know? Okay. 
Dylan, if well, I may. Oh, go I, ahead. Of course. I just want to clarify because I have talked with um, James Harder of Float Harder, who is on the Float Tank Association. And I think that was the, if people are doing like 90 minutes, I don't think it was the intention for like 60 minute people to drop 60 minutes, but mm-hmm. more so to give yourself the time and really accomplish the same thing that Kim mm-hmm. is doing. And I didn't really think of that. Uh, increase like changing your times mm-hmm. of when your mm-hmm. actual floats are, which is obviously what you're doing. And I think um, the intention or the spirit of it was to say, Hey, if you're doing 90 minute floats, drop that down a little bit, maybe 70, maybe go to 75. But really the emphasis is in giving yourself time to clean mm-hmm. without being rushed to like really yeah. be able to do it, not miss anything, mm-hmm. take your time with it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I, so from a business standpoint of like, you want to get X number of floats in per day, potential mm-hmm. floats in per day by creating a large gap of time. It, it means you could be cutting a float or two out oh, um, yeah. by reducing float time. It means that you might be able to keep one float in that you might have to X out otherwise. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and because of the ridiculous nature of this like the world has been shut down like there's nobody who's like well <laughs> i should stop uh, right there so there are plenty <laughs> of people who will like deny and like say you know there are different approaches yada yada but um ooh, okay let me try to regain my footing here um everybody is aware of this and so i think very few people are going to say oh an 85 minute float like screw you guys, I'm going mm-hmm. somewhere else, you know, the yeah, right, sure. my 90 yeah. minute. I think if you reduce by five or 10 minutes to a 90 minute or maybe five minutes from a 60 minute, I don't think you're going to get a lot of complaints. And I think you could potentially even say, you know, if you would like a refund of, you know, 10, five, 7% of your, mm-hmm. your cost or whatever, you could potentially put that out there. Um, I doubt people are going to take you up on that because I think most people recognize that these small float centers, and by the way, I think it's an okay time to talk about being a small business and Mm -hmm. that we are on the precipice of being, you know, closed forever (laughs) that, uh, people are willing to bend with you due to all of this. But on that token, please, it's also unlikely that we're all going to open and be slammed. I ran just sure. an informal poll, uh, an informal poll on my Facebook page the other day, just to see like where people were. And I asked mm. them to just uh, hit a reaction and it came in almost, it was like 49, 49% saying I am dying to get back out there mm. and, uh, or I'm sorry, not dying to get back out there, but um, about 49% came in and said that they would go just to their favorite places and then 49% oh, okay. said they were holding off a little longer before they do anything. And then a very small percentage, you know, that last little bit was split between people who were saying, forget it, I'm getting back to life as usual. And well, then um, the other tiny little fraction was of people who said, I'm, I'm not going out for a really, really, really long time. And I don't know when it'll be. So seeing that really showed me that there's a lot of hesitation and yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. we're going to be slammed. And so I have the space and the capacity I know to at least for a couple of months, possibly just take it easy, you know, and if somebody does want to like have a cup of water before they, they leave, fine. I pulled my tea service that may change. And that's like part of who we are is asking people to slow down and have some hot tea and don't rush out of here. But you know, if they, if they want to take their time to drink a glass of water before they leave, I'm totally cool with that. And I can afford that extra space and say, you know, we'll, we still have plenty of time. We still have an hour and a half 
to get the rooms ready for the next round, mm. you know, and it certainly doesn't take us that long. So there are probably some centers that, you know, are very much, you know, faster turns, a lot heavier traffic. Um, and I mean, we were getting pretty close to capacity every day prior to this closure. So it really, really <laughs> is terrible timing for us. Um, but I know going back into it, it's not going to be turn and burn and I don't sure. need to rush anybody out. I'm going to take that hit. So can I tangent a little bit based off what you mm-hmm. said, which is this feels like the most important time to be educating, to be communicating mm-hmm. to your clients and potential clients about the safety yeah. that we have, yeah. because we are not um, clothes shopping. We're not a burger joint. We are something very specific. Yes. We are a place where you go in a room by yourself for 60 to 90 minutes plus. And we generally have very few people within our businesses. And I'm just talking about the floats themselves. We have Mm -hmm. additional modalities to some centers for sure. Uh, But this is a great time to let people know the natural safety that we Mm -hmm. have in addition to what we're bringing to the table with uh, additional um, sanitization Mm -hmm. protocols, increased sanitation time, that kind of thing. Yeah, we've definitely had folks who have said that they are not going anywhere except to our center that they feel that. they feel safe and they feel comfortable coming in to see us just yeah. by nature of our business and what we do and what they already know about how we do things. Yes. So, you know, that's definitely reassuring. Which, which is great. Ah, oh, gosh, gosh. I, I don't mean to like open the scope of this so much, mm-hmm. but you know, there's this thing where like we don't have regulation in Portland, which means awesome. I don't have to put chlorine or bromine in my float tank. Cool. I'm happy about that. I can we can create our own protocols at the float shop. The downside is a neighbor can do a crap job and they can have murky swamp water and somebody can float there and have no idea that floating should be better. They could get sick. There are all sorts of potential risks. So because we don't have any um, regulations that we have to follow, that we're all, um, so like Kim's place is going to be like, yeah, I want to go to Kim's place, but there could be other places where somebody could get sick. And then again, it all comes back. Oh, I get COVID from, you know, enough places pop up like, oh yeah, it's not safe to float because people are getting COVID from float centers because we're not doing enough. And I'm sorry for tangenting here. And Mm -hmm. especially based off all the excellent protocol you're talking about, but, um, that does put some fear in in my bones. It does. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a legit concern that, just, and that's why kind of what Gloria was saying earlier about there's still some fear and some hesitation. I'm, I am confident in the way that we clean and how we do it. It's just still humans. That's the risk. The risk isn't the actual tanks. It's the, it's the humans. And I don't know what they're doing. That's what I'm afraid of. That's it's, I'm, I'm very confident in our ability to, adjust the schedule and make mm-hmm. accommodations, but we cannot control what's walking in the door. Yeah. We can't control. Yes, you can. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. You can right. require masks. Mm-hmm. You um, can. And, and, and we I will say I'm not, re- I haven't talked to Sandra about this, but she's the nurse. She's always more cautious than I am. I plan on requiring anybody who comes in to wear a mask, including our staff, of course, but I don't want any spit bubbles flying around my float center. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about the mask thing. But before we do that, can I just throw this out there because I would like Mm -hmm. to get your feedback on this. So going back to the schedule, my plan for Northwest Indiana specifically, because they'll open first and I think May 18th is the date for for that projection. But I plan to stagger our start time and do 50% capacity at each time. So 
instead of four oh, at 10 and four at 12, I'm doing two at 10, two at 11, two at 12. And I'm Love basically it. going to make sure that people coming in at 10 know that there's going to be noise at 11. And I will oh, make sure that the schedule is, you know, kind of rigid that way so huh. that it doesn't matter if we make noise because they're going to be getting up at that 60 minute mark. And if they get in late, that's on them. Uh-huh. So, so I think uh-huh. kind of that's the way I'm going to accommodate that and do, you know, that'll allow me to do 18 flows a day if we're full, right? And to Kim's point, before we be full. And then the last time of the day, I'm going to do full capacity because even having four people in at once is, is okay, right? Again, a great thing about our business is we don't have a capacity issue. People can gather up to 25 people right now. We're right. well below that, right? So, so that's kind of going to be my approach I'm going to try. Um, but let's talk about the mask thing. Mm-hmm. The people come in, they wear masks. Beautiful. Okay. They go into the float tank, float room. They take a shower. Are they wearing a mask? No. Are they wearing a mask in the tank? No. Okay. So they've sneezed in the tank or, you know, coughed or whatever, and it's a human atmosphere and that airborne, mm. you know, and I'm bringing this up. This is, you know, yes. public domain, but I'm bringing yep, yep, it up because yep. it's my concern, right? Yep. Can we control that? That's what I am completely fearful of. So, you know, I'm thinking, in between floats, how do we mitigate that, right? So with the staggered time, I now give myself more time between those two rooms versus the other two rooms. And I'm just going to fumigate the hell out of that room somehow. I'm trying to find the right device. And I'd like to have that conversation on one of these podcasts, like Mm -hmm. which spray fumigator we we recommend and what substance we actually recommend. But my goal is to get my, my folks to go into those rooms at the turn time, fog it out basically on, mm-hmm. on the walls mm-hmm. and not, not wipe, but let it contact and stay um, and kind of go from there. Because I think that's the element we cannot control. I love that you're bringing these things up, Gloria. I love that you're, you're brainstorming. We have something unique, which is our human rooms, right? Um, yes. And I, I love that you're thinking about that. And they can't wear masks in there. I mean, that's the thing, right? So this is where I'm. I'm really struggling with the whole th- with the whole thing. Now our employees are going in there. They're cleaning inside the tank immediately after, <laughs> or, or potentially adjusting to to not. But yeah, and, and ideally yeah. they're wearing a mask, but as we all know, as we should all know, wearing a mask is not necessarily about preventing yourself from getting this, it's for preventing others. So by wearing That's a mask, right. it isn't necessarily super safe. It, it, you could potentially buy a mask that an employee, you know, specific to them wears for cleaning. Just a Which we are going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're already, we're already, Thanks. I've already procured a hundred masks so far. I mean, I'm just going to kind of buy them as we go, but. And, and, and I, and I mean one that does keep you safe because there yeah, are the, yeah. the PPE masks that are to keep like a, a doctor or a nurse safe in a medical environment. Yeah. Just a thought. But I, I, I just go back to Justin Feinstein's, uh, you know, warnings that were controversial in the very beginning. Right. And, you know, do we really know. Uh about the contact inside the walls of the tank. I'm less concerned about the water than I am in the contact sides of the tank and the handles and various right. things like that. So 
So that's, you know, kind of the, uh, it, and I will say my staff will be getting into every float tank but after floats. Like, yeah. I'm not willing to risk that. Drew? So I, I've thought about this as well, Gloria. And a couple of things that I plan on doing are, one, communicating. Also to have, I used to be a big fan of not having signage in the float rooms. The world has changed. Ah. I'm about to put signage everywhere. There's going <laughs> to be signs that say, and the verbal communication with my customers that, and I'm even debating putting little strings or pieces of tape. I'm not really sure yet, but I want people to touch the common things that can be touched and cleaned. And I want them to know if you cough or have a sneeze or a sneeze, please tell us. Hmm. Don't go touching random walls in the float cabin. <laughs> Stick to the handles. Don't, you know, there's no reason to, don't just go touching stuff. Stick to what's commonly touched. We can clean those. Keep your hands to yourself. Right. Right? Well, that's part of like, it is a new world. So those are things I would totally avoid Mm -hmm. pre-COVID. But now I'm at that point where we're going to communicate. I'm going to tell people, listen, I can clean all the commonly touched things. You may think like, ooh, everyone touches that. No, I can clean that. That's the clean. That handle is I like that. Now, if you start touching random spots in the wall that are unreasonable for you to come in here, get undressed, take a shower and get in your float tank, I might miss those. So if you, if you start sneezing and you sneeze into the wall while you're showering, please tell me. Like, I've done that. I, you have a little sneezing attack while you're showering and you just sneeze. Like, no, you don't even think of it. Well, now I'm going to ask you when you get out, did you sneeze in there? You sneeze all over a wall? Because I'll go in and clean it. <laughs> Right, sounds funny, but right, like I'm this gonna, is the world we're living in now. We're gonna, gonna say we do we sanitize our shower walls every time. I'm just gonna put that. I mean, more like um inside the cabin, I guess is more. Yeah, inside, yeah, yeah, inside yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you can't reach the stuff. You can't, you can't reach. reach. That's mm-hmm. more of the stuff. I have a tank. I have an affiliate tank, and I'm super concerned about that being a three a three foot uh, ceiling. Right. Yeah, as do I. Easy to, yeah. yeah. I'm we may decommission concerned. it. We may Me so oh, out of the oh. out of the four that we have, I may not bring that back into operation in Northwest Indiana and go with three, yep. um, mm. which might affect my staggering times. But um, yeah, it's wow. it's it, and I also wanted to know: Have you guys seen any correspondence from any of the manufacturers on how they recommend cleaning? And, and should we go out and ask? Let's have a couple of them on the show. I think it's important. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so nobody zero. No, I haven't, no. I haven't seen anything either. And I thought that that was, you know, yeah, it's, it's our problem. Right. right. But I think that there should be some kind of, mm-hmm. there should be some research on their part to say in order to, you know, make sure this is a safe environment, you should do X, Y, Z with this particular product. Gloria, you're such a boss. I love it. I love what you're bringing up here. And can I also just put a flag on what Drew was saying, just to call attention to it, that we are, the world is different. People are thinking differently. There's pre, pre-COVID-19 and there's post. And uh, that, that I think what you said is spot on. Like now we want to be forward with all this stuff. Like I've always yeah. been like, it's a spa. All the, all the other stuff is secret behind the doors. If you want to ask about it, I will tell you about sanitization. I am proud of what we do. I will talk about it, but yeah. I don't want you to think about it unless you're already mm-hmm. thinking about it. Now everybody's yeah. thinking about it. So let's mm-hmm. put it out there. Uh, that's a really good point, Drew. Uh, yeah. That's one of the biggest things that's changing in my, my facility is I have zero, si- like no signage. I minimize that as much as yeah. possible. I'm going to have a lot of signs explaining a lot of things 
I'm going to try to communicate that sanitization part of, hey, it's not just about you. I need to, I need to protect the next people. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what happened in the room. Did you just get in, shower, float, get out? No big deal. Did you have a sneezing? Did you sneeze six times while you were floating? Community, like, let me know because I'll get in and clean that. And that's not a problem. It's all good, right? So there's so a part wonder, of that. Do people thinking about like the post float brain? Are you going to remember when you sneezed before? No, 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 no. Yeah. No. So I, I think the answer you may get maybe no, or people may feel bad um, that they're causing you to, you to do extra work. Yeah. So I well, shame like, on them. That's reckless yeah. and irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> By I not wearing a mask in the grocery yeah. store, or Home right. Depot. Right. I think people would know. I think I would know if I sneezed in the tank. I think yeah. coughing is a little different, but if I sneeze when I'm floating, right. I definitely know because it would yeah. like I am not relaxing when I'm yeah. sneezing. So, so and also for me, I can hear it. I could actually hear it. I, I do think your point about pointing out contact areas is really smart mm-hmm. because I I think that educating people on the common places to touch, which you know which we do, but specifically saying don't touch anything because we can't, you know, in between people, we, we can't get to these nooks and crannies in the tank. Don't touch them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's irresponsible for you to do that. I mean, I, I'm ready to have that conversation with them. Um, so I, I do like that, but I do think like asking them to go to confession after this, <laughs> it, uh, might be, it might be they, a little much. and they, they, and they might not, not they might yeah. not. Right. Yeah. Um, but so I'll say I have, um, we tested them today. The little UV lamps that we got, they, um, are tiny. Like I, and I shared the link in the float collective. I know a lot of folks have ordered them, um, as well. They're only five or six inches. I mean, they're, they're very small. Um, and I was curious, like, are they going to work or not? Mm-hmm. Whenever I opened the door, I could definitely smell that. Like if you, ah. if you have ozone in your tanks, um, right. they emit a little bit of ozone and it was definitely like it was there. It wasn't overpowering, which was really reassuring, you know, thinking about like ventilating the room after um, running one of those things, but it's so small that I can put it um, in one corner of my room and it's going to hit the whole room. Hmm. And, or I could also put it on the ledge of my float tank because I have wave cabins that you just, you know, you can step into, I can leave that door open, put it right there and it's going to take care of the entire tank. Um, super, super easy to put that in there. The only thing it wouldn't be able to get, of course, is the, um, the inside of the tank where, um, you know, right is surrounding the door because it has to be able to, you know, right. get that 360 view. So, and I clean those already. We're disinfecting that already. Um, but that little bitty thing can probably hit it pretty hard. You Interesting. Mm-hmm. What did those cost? Um, <laughs> 50 bucks each. And they're tiny. They are, get this, they're um, rechargeable. You can use them twice before you have to recharge it. And my concern was electricity because I don't have outlets in my rooms Um, on purpose. I didn't want to cut into the walls. And um, now I'm like, oh, great. So I'm going to have to drop an extension cord to run these things, but I don't. Um, They just charge up and takes about an hour and a half to charge, which is about your average, you know, float turn time. Um, But you can get two, um, two sessions out of the, the little UV lamps. So I'll share the link in the, the show notes if anybody's interested in those. Um, they do, they're on 
a long waiting list. I think it took about three or four weeks for them to come in. Um, But uh, I tested it today and, you know, overall pretty impressed with what it was. They look really delicate, but I think they're going to be, you know, just fine. They're easy to move around. It takes 15 minutes to run it. And, you know, I'll be kind of bouncing those around throughout the center um, during the day when no one's around. So super, super handy little things. So that Um, is uh, procedural changes. (laughs) Can I ask ask about um, front desk, lobby, uh, Mm -hmm. video orientations? What what do you guys think? I'm a huge proponent of in-person. Like I I sell my float center by how we are introducing to float. Of course. Um, You know, like that's that's us. That's who we are. So to put that on video, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, I'm the same way. I really that's part of the experience. And so what we're planning to do, because we open on Monday, the 11th. Um, so we're in crunch period. Our, we're planning to stop mm-hmm. by the center this week and just do a quick recording. Um, mm-hmm. And basically when we check people in, we can bring them to our lounge because we're not going to have people hanging out in the lounge um, since there's been such a long lag time um, between mm-hmm. sessions. And we've got a little TV that people can be, if they all three happen to come in at once and are all brand new floaters, then everybody can watch with social distancing between them um, and watch, but it's going to be Graham and me, you know, and so it's still us welcoming them, going through our spiel um, and still not an over polished, big production experience. It's Mm -hmm. going to be like exactly what I would say if they were in the room so that they can still get kind of that feel for who we are and how we do things, you know, Um, are you guys doing any of that? Can I jump in just to say that um, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but yeah, for the short term, I'm not going to have new people in. It's going to be members only. Cool. So I'm a little further away. And that, so I basically broke it down to tiers. I have my members first. I'm going to do that for three or four weeks. That will be a little bit fluid. And then after that will be people who've been here before. And then new people after that. Nice. And things may, again, things are fluid. But my initial thought is everything's going to be done outside on video or out in the parking lot and then because part of my um new procedures are people will have to wait until i go out into the parking lot to get them nice and then that, we'll talk more out there make sure people are ready then bring them in go right to the float no dilly dallying get them into float get them out but um i just wanted to to throw that out there that I feel like for at least for me, I'm about a month, if not six weeks away from brand new, never floated before people. Maybe there'll be one or two here or there, but I'm not really opening it up to new people just yet. So the idea is to just get the members in first. Also, because they've been paying, I'm going to just leave it open for just them because they've paid. And there's multiple reasons behind my thought for that, which is one to just say thank you uh, to because I also added for, for them paying me or paying for their membership, I also added an extra free float while we mm-hmm. were closed. So I want them to use floats because I don't want to have be open for a month using mm-hmm. $25 floats. So there's a bunch of that, but there's tears to it. And that also gives me time to try to figure out how to get that on video. But the future, at least short term, will be minimal contact, doing things online, doing things without touching people, doing things without being close. So trying to find ways to work around what would, I normally would sit down. I have two couches in my lobby. I'd sit down on one couch. They'd sit down on the other. We'd talk. 
maybe I stand up sometimes if there's, you know, all, you know, three brand new people, but generally I'm sitting down right next to them, two feet away. Can't happen anymore. So you have to kind of figure out how to adapt that. And I know I have a very awesome parking lot, nobody around. I can, it's just us, no big deal. I know that won't work for everybody, but it's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Definitely doesn't work for Chicago, <laughs> but we're not going to be open until August anyway, so it's no big yes. deal. <laughs> it hurts, it hurts, oh, it hurts, Mama Mia. Well, at least for me, like I um, feel like I, I will have a good practice run in my Indiana location mm-hmm. before I open up in Illinois. So I feel like you know it'll be a good learning experience, but yeah, we, we do have a parking lot in Northwest Indiana. So that's something that I'm going to take advice from you on Drew and Mm -hmm. maybe, um, maybe go that route. But, uh, you know, I just, I feel like we can be six feet away in the center and still have a conversation. So I don't know if I'm going to do the whole video thing for Mm -hmm. this particular location. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll do it and then reinforce it with, you know, an interaction six feet away Mm -hmm. in mass. Um, I don't know that that's mm-hmm. not something that I have, you know, come to a commitment on, but I, I do like, like that idea of playing it in the lobby. And we thought mm-hmm. about that before all this, this happened. Mm-hmm. So we are going into summer. There is a uh, potential for out outdoor conversations as well. It, it sounds mm-hmm. really weird, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like the more people see what we're doing to keep them safe, the better yeah. we're going to come across and the more they're going to appreciate us. Mm-hmm. Most of, you know, part of our actual flute room orientation, I mean, we're picking things up, showing them here are your earplugs and here's where you turn off the lights and here's how you control. And like, we're touching everything and picking it up and showing them. So that's a big thing for us to stop doing immediately, you know? Um, So um, what about waivers? Are you guys adding any COVID-19 language to your waivers or creating a whole new one? I think uh, Jeremy Jacob had shared a waiver that he came across um, that, you know, is in addition to a standard waiver. Um, Are you guys doing any of that? So can I just ask, what do you think the objective of the waiver is? Yeah, that's, that's my question. Um, It's, I I don't have, I'm, I'm asking, I'm not trying to be provocative. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just asking what, what is, what is the objective to keep us from being sued, to protect us from somebody having it and them saying, Oh yeah, I have COVID. Mm-hmm. I think the main like, idea is, of any waiver is going to be to protect yourself from being sued, right? Mm-hmm. But does it? Right. Well, I mean, as any lawyer, oh, yeah, this is this is where every lawyer is <laughs> yeah. like, well, you should absolutely have a waiver. And they're like, but I mean, anybody can sue you for any per reason right. at any it time. Doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but, I'll share what, but, I'm, but, what I'm doing. And, and we, we just had Jesse on a few weeks ago. Um, he will tell you it is better to have something, some kind of barrier saying, look, they agreed to this, like that is better in the court of law than to have nothing or to say, I said that, but it not being documented. So, but I don't sign a waiver when I go to Walmart, I don't sign a waiver at Home Depot, I don't sign a waiver at the pizza spot that had Mm -hmm. 16 people working behind the counter. Drew, don't get me started. I swear (laughs) to God, I swear (laughs) to God, I'm gonna lose it. Hero masks, and and you don't sign a waiver when you go go swimming, right? Right, and so I hear you. Yeah. So one, I think there's a lot of things that we won't know legally until they're challenged. We won't know those mm-hmm. answers until someone actually sues a float center and says, I caught it from you. And, and it, I use the float center. It could be call it a widget, whatever store right. or replace gets sued that. And so far that isn't happening that I know of. 
But those right. are questions we ask and we worry about, but we will never know the answer of that until it happens. So what do you do? Do you not open in fear? Do you not do the waiver in fear? Like, those are great questions. I'm doing a waiver just in case, but I also, I'm going to be careful with what I say because this is going out. <laughs> I don't know if it will be valid and held up. I'm doing mm -hmm. it to protect myself. And hopefully in these days, hey, you agreed to do it. I agreed to do it. Don't come back and try to say, I like anything happened here. I'm doing my best. Man, with with COVID, with it, just how big it is and everything. Like I just can't imagine. Uh, I, I I personally, and and this, I'm not speaking for Sandra. I'm not speaking for the float shop. But I personally, I don't think we're going to do a COVID specific mm -hmm. uh, addendum to ours. So I don't see it. What I'm doing, we do whenever you book with us. Our booking system allows you to answer. You know, we ask everybody some questions, and typically we use that to personalize their experience. Asking what color LED lights they want um, on in their room, hmm. um, if they need any special request items like a different kind of a headrest or things like that. So, cool. um, we use that for all of our scheduling already. People are used to answering those questions. We've added one more question at the end um, that says simply. By scheduling your appointment, you're confirming that A, you have not knowingly been exposed to anyone with COVID-19 or similar symptoms, B, you are not personally experiencing any symptoms, and C, that you will take all precautions to maintain personal and community hygiene. Please type, I agree. I love that. And so I, like it's, that. I do love it. At the same time, like part of me is like, you, you're contagious before you know it. Exactly. Um, and that's why it's just saying you haven't knowingly been exposed. Sure. You know, a lot of businesses are um, doing temperature checks and yeah. I, I can't, right. <laughs> I, I can't, there, it, we run one staff member and yeah. there's already so much happening, you know, well, that, also I, and I, I, yeah, I don't want to get too into the weeds with, with this. Yeah, I can't. I'm um, not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing yeah. it. Nor am yeah. I. Yeah. Okay. So, and, but, and I'm not doing the waiver, but I have something that when people are booking, they say they don't think they have it. And, you know, honestly, I think that's really all a waiver is going to be doing anyway. So this is just a. Yeah. Because my, they might in, not know they had it. And then right. 10 days later, call you and say, Hey, I didn't know. I didn't think I had mm -hmm. it, but it turns out yeah. I did. And yeah. then what do you do? It's, right. But again, exactly. I go to, I go to stores all day long. No one's asking me any questions. It's insane. Anything. All types of stuff. Driving me nuts. No one says a word. And I have, I have um, OCD. So this is a little insight into me. I, when I go and per, when I get something off a rack, I have to take the second one. And then I have to put the first one back. Perfectly normal. Perfectly way. healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to put it back the same exact way. And if I don't, Whoa. it like really messes up my day. <laughs> and I, even. Your I, day. I, no, like. I'll think about it for way longer than I should. Mm -hmm. So I pull off the first, I grab the second, put the first back. And if it's a soda, I like put the soda label back exactly how I saw it. It's a weird thing. I know. But my point is that I'm touching the first of everything that I get. <laughs> right. And then I grab the second <laughs> mm -hmm. and I put the first back. No one's cleaning that. Someone else is right. coming. Yeah, along. yeah, yeah. Totally. Drew, I hate to tell you this, <laughs> but do you know how many people do that same thing. So technically you should get the third one. Don't do it to me. Oh, that was You're killing me. Yes. And you know, there are, 
there are studies, Drew, about uh, which restroom stall is used most frequently. Ugh. Which one? The second. Left to right or right to left? <laughs> Closest to the entrance. Closest, yeah. yeah. So I'm not, using Nobody wants... I'm not using that one anymore. All right. You're good I'm to go. Walk in further. All right. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. you hold it until you get home. All right. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, God's love it. sake. Anyway. All right. Um, let's see here. Looking over the list, procedural changes. Anybody closing their lounge post-float area? Yes. I'm thinking about it. No. Mine's, I don't mine's, think we're going to have a foot bath. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. We've yeah. talked about that. Mine's informally closed. I can't really like mm. put up a barrier because you have to walk through my lounge to get to all of the spaces. It's going to be super weird. I'm not taking the furniture out. Like it's just going to be, there's no hot tea and we will probably have people sitting there to watch their orientation videos. Right. So right. Um, it's going to be available, but. So what, okay. So other than expediting the appointments and making sure people aren't interacting and all of that, what is the upside to closing it? Okay. So with, with the, with that question, my methodology is to break it up. And according to the state of Indiana, they want us to open at 50% capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So if I take my four and divide that by 50% and stagger them by the hour, technically I have two people in this, in the floating environment at Mm -hmm. any given time. Why is that different in the post float lounge, especially after they've already showered once floated showered again now they're they're sitting I, like I, I don't know what that's going to accomplish so please yeah. because I might be, not be thinking this through yeah I what, think it's what are just your thoughts the fact that they're sitting in your space and breathing but if they're wearing masks so that, they should wear masks when they come out of the float tank and drink yeah. their tea <laughs> yes through a straw <laughs> Right? Yeah. It's crazy town, right? Yeah. And that's why, honestly, it's just such a bizarre thing. We're, we're just going to say, you know, like get out, have a, have a drink and then move along. We should. So, so maybe we do to go cups. Yeah. I thought about that, but we're also super green. I was going to say, please don't start doing it. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I I mean, we have our whole experience with our little tea guy and the Mm -hmm. whole thing. I I love your tea guy. Can I just plug that? Then get a ceramic mug with your logo on it. You can Mm -hmm. walk away with that. Take your cup of water. So that's also part of this that I think has changed. Like the flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Might have to change. You know, like Mm -hmm. at least in the short term. At least in the short term. But they, but 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 in theory, they've already breathed in your space. Mm Coming in, floating, coming out. Like, what difference does it make at that because point? Because there, there is a very brief amount of time. Because my, and, and I'm scared to get into this conversation because there's so much misinformation and there's so much uh, that we're yeah. learning. So I don't want to get yeah. too deep into the weeds here. Yeah. But my understanding is that it, it, their understanding is it's not airborne. So it's not just floating in the air for all of eternity. It's in our droplets. Right. right. So the liquid that comes out of our mouth. So that yes. has a very short airborne time. And so that will hit the ground rather quickly and then become innocuous. Whereas if it were airborne, that I feel like is what you're describing, where it's like, what's the difference? They're coming into our building. It's in the air, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, this is different. If, if you're wearing a mask in particular, that's going to stop it. And if you're not, it's going to float down very relatively quickly to the ground. And then it does become a 
quote unquote, safe environment to breathe in. Now, touching and all of that is a different thing. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. There's also a perception to that, that at least for me, I think, hey, we're going to close that down for now. We'll open it up. And really, I mean, I know I already, I know like eight couples that float and one of them always gets out earlier than the other. They're going to go and they're going to sit in that room. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell them not to. Mm -hmm. We'll have to clean after. But there's a lot of things that we're doing that, I don't necessarily agree with, and I'll be honest, I don't think it's really doing anything, but we're going insti- to you know, kind of um, institute those changes. And part of it is the perception that, hey, at least for the short term, we're being super cautious. We're, we're going to go extra cautious. That's a good point. The room. Yeah, and, I could see that. And it, again, um, because I'm starting off for the first few weeks with just members, they'll get it. They'll understand. They, don't, they won't really care. I have relationships with the members, so we'll be able to talk about it. No big sure. deal. But that experience that is, for me, I definitely think that's a strength of New Hampshire Float is the whole experience. When you yeah. walk in, you are leaving reality and you are Friction. in Alice yes, in Wonderland. Yes, totally, totally. Yeah, and I'm with you. But for the short term, in my opinion, it's just, I've kind of, at least for me, I've accepted that's changing. Yeah. Short term, it's summertime. Things kind of slow down anyway. So I've kind of mailed, like not mailed in, but. I've mentally prepared myself mm. for not a normal 2020 and we're going to take it easy mm. and little by little. It's so un- right. I know. Sure. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> this year sucks, but as we get like more information <laughs> and people get more comfortable, I think the challenge will be less for people who've been there before and more for the new people to know that mm-hmm. it's safe. And that might take some time and maybe it won't be until the fall or the winter, but anyone who's ever floated and fortunately for me, I've been open two and a half years. I have a lot of people who floated. Those are going to be my focus. You've been here before. You know what's going on. Just get in, float, have your float. The whole experience thing will come back in time. But for now, I'm just going to say, no, just less people, better. I don't want anyone busting my chops saying there's too many people in this for this amount of square feet. Like I don't know how that's all working at the moment. So, well, it's not. I mean, you've yeah, been to Home Depot. Right. You understand. Yeah. Right. And can I just say that the, the, that is the risk people people have to make their own decisions, right? Like, I think that's what we're being welcomed to is a new wild west of. I went to Ace Hardware. They stopped me at the door. They verified I had um, a, bre- a mask on. They made me take some um, hand sanitizer and rub my hands before shopping. And I was like, Hallelujah! That's awesome. I was at yeah. Home Depot three days awesome. ago, and I saw two employees wearing a mask. And then a bunch with like a, a cute scarf on, but it wasn't over their mouth <laughs> that were all running around. A guy asked help, uh, wanted to ask a question, came right up into my grill to, to <laughs> help, quote unquote, me. Uh-huh. And um, so, so it's a wild west. So I want to go to Ace Hardware to shop now. I don't want to go to Home Depot to get my stuff or I'm going to order the things I can't mm-hmm. get from Ace online from Home Depot. And I think that's going to be the same thing with our float centers is mm-hmm. we're going to be projecting what we're doing out there and then people have to make their decision. Mm-hmm. If they're not willing to take the risk, they're going to stay home. That's up to them. And, and that's the new world we're going to be living in. So we'll try to do our best for everybody else uh, who's, who's willing to come in and, and again, try to educate them on what we're doing to make them uh, as aware as possible of the safety precautions we're taking, but that mm-hmm. by leaving your house, you are creating risk. And that's mm-hmm. whether you're wearing a mask or not. Everything that we do, if we're leaving our house increases the probability of our catching Mm COVID-19 and then of course passing it on to others. And so that is the gamble everyone is 
independently going to be starting to make themselves as business owners and as, as patrons of businesses, visiting parks, all that stuff, um, with mm. potential guidelines from governing bodies, but that's where we're at. I want to err on the side of safety as much as possible. Kim, and Yeah, I think, you know, you bring up a really good point. Thinking about just that entering experience, like as you're entering those places of business, you can tell right there, are they taking it seriously? Are they not? Mm, and right. that sets the tone for everything else. You know, yeah. we've, we've done two major things um, for our entrance. One we installed, it's called the step and pull. It's a little metal thing yeah. that you attach to the outside of your door oh, yeah, yeah. and um, you use your foot to open the front door, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it obviously only works on like doors that don't have a turn knob or a turn handle. And so, you know, our entrance is one of those. So people can use that if they choose to, but then we're also going to have hand sanitizer, you know, at the front desk that we're asking people to use immediately nice. um, whenever they come in. Most of our people book online, sign our waivers online. That's part of the booking process. But, cool. you know, we do still occasionally have folks who've called in or technologically challenged and, you know, don't sign those waivers. So we know that we're going to have yeah. some of that passing back and forth of the iPad in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, we're going to have hand sanitizer. We've got a little UV pod that we've been using, you know, to sanitize some of just random things around the center anyway. So that'll mm-hmm. be used for the stylus and that kind of stuff. But can you post um, a link to that as well? Uh, with the step and pull or the UV uh, the pod. pod, the UV pod. Yeah. Yep. I'll add that in the show notes too. Quick hot tip is yes. something I'm going to be doing is plastic wrapping my door handles and removing the plastic wrap in in between as I clean. So it, if they have to touch door handles, there will be plastic wrap over them. So I don't have to actually like sanitize each door handle because don't forget you have to have that mm-hmm. contact time, the appropriate mm-hmm. contact time. So I've kind of come up with this plastic wrap thing where I'm going to wrap it with plastic wrap. And then after everyone leaves, I'm ripping off all the plastic wrap and throwing a new piece of plastic wrap on the door handles. Just throwing that cool that tip out That's there. an awesome. Mm-hmm. I like great. it. I, I, like I really that. like that. Yeah. 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 Um, on that note, the, the cleaning section of the FTA guidelines really is just about um, making sure you're using an EPA approved cleaner um, and that you're following the, the guidelines for sanitation and, and what we've talked about wet time. before your, your contact time, wet time, kill time, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that, and that you're actually being really diligent about that. Sometimes, you know, if you get in a hurry, it has serious implications at this point. So speaking to a few people who have worked at the hospital, uh, who work at hospitals, excuse me. Um, they talk about, they spray it down. They don't wipe it back down. And that's why mm-hmm. you'll at the hospital yeah. sometimes see like this, this kind of cruddy watermark, stuff yeah. on equipment that makes it look yeah. yucky, but that actually means it's been cleaned. Um, so I, I like I, that. you're not required to wipe it down. And it could mm-hmm. even be worth telling people, like, if you see this, it's because of this. We're taking yeah. care of your ass. That's my plan. Yep. That's my plan for sure yeah. is to do that on the walls. Kim is, uh, so we are running on time here. We're not going to get to PPP. We're going to have to wait for, for next week to get to that, which is a little unfortunate because it seems like, um, we're, we're gosh, oh, maybe we have to crank out an episode earlier. Uh, we'll talk about that afterwards. See if we can do that. If, if nothing else next week, we'll be talking about PPP and uh, what people are doing. Um, the decisions you have to make based on it. Um, is, is there more that we need to cover Kim, um, based um, general recommendations? The other thing systems check, 
agree. Make sure everything's working properly, you know, in education, like really, I think that's, that is a big piece of making sure that your team is on board, that your guidelines are clear, that you've updated the documentation for how you're cleaning, what you're cleaning, Um, you know, make people initial it, do whatever you need to do, um, but hold people accountable that they agree and are, are committed to um, doing the right thing on that, the turns. Shameless plug for our sponsor, Floatelm. In the guide, you can put the new procedures up there and people can actually sign off that they read them. So I don't know if you use yes. that, yep, Dylan. We do. Yep, um, we do. So just wanted to throw that out there. That is a, a great feature for this exact type of thing. You change a policy procedure, people go in and acknowledge that they read it. Gloria, Graham's written me a few times. She, he would prefer that we don't do talk about Flow Home throughout the episode and um, do it. We'll tell him to go pound <laughs> sand. <laughs> really? So, no, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's, yeah, I was going to say, Graham, go, go Quit talking go about our sand. product mid-show. Clearly cut that out, all the benefits of it. Yes. With a real, with a real life uh, use case. Stop it. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. He really is against that. Uh, let's see here. You guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pin in this one. Um, Thank you guys for everything that we've shared. This is good stuff. And you've given me some good ideas too. As you guys are further along to opening, then I think the float shop is going to be, um, although, well, <laughs> Gloria, maybe not so much, but um, yeah. So that, that's good stuff for me to know. Um, yeah. I, I just want to give a few thanks before we roll out here though. Um, thanks to our listeners. Thanks for tuning in every week. And, and when you binge listen, all of that stuff. Um, I know a lot of you are listening to these uh, more COVID potent episodes. Um, so thanks for tuning in as we discuss, uh, my goodness, is it a wild time? And I want our float centers to thrive. I I make a joke about it at the top of the show that, um, you know, we're just existing at the moment, but I want us to thrive. I want this industry to boom after this. And I want us to do everything we can to make sure that we take care of our float centers and we take care of each other's float centers in doing that. And of course, ipso facto taking care of our customers. Uh, beyond that, I want to thank uh, our Patreon supporters. My goodness, thanks so much for everybody who continues to support us on Patreon. We are continuing the $15 tier. You know, we have $15, $30, and $50, $40, and $50 tiers on Patreon to get different content. We're just giving out all the content at $15 right now. Um, it seems to be that people are happy with that. Um, use that content as, you know, build it up now for cheap, use it later, or use it now. <laughs> I don't know, wherever you're at with your center at the moment. Um, hopefully it works, but thanks so much for your support. Thanks to Kim for taking show notes. Also, thanks to Kim for co-hosting. <laughs> thanks to Drew and Gloria for co-hosting. Love you guys so much. I love these get-togethers, especially so right now. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, let's see here. I think, oh, thanks to Floataway. Floataway, my gad, uh, for supporting the show since day one. Floataway's making the tranquility float around, float cabins, all sorts of beautiful tanks. We love them. I love Ginny and uh, Ginny and Colin, which by the way, I think I, I need to check in with them and see how they're doing. Um, it's it's different all over the world, uh, different, different people's experiences. So I want to check in with them. And uh, you can as well. They're going to take really good care of you as you want to uh, design your float center and match your float tank to your float center. Floataway.com is where you want to go. As always, guys, uh, I want to take a moment and just talk about wearing your masks. Even if it's just cloth, just anything over your mouth stops those droplets. Wearing a mask is not about keeping yourself safe. It's about keeping others safe. So when you're going into a public environment, please wear a mask. Even if you have a different opinion on on how the government should be approaching all of this, if you have different thoughts on COVID-19, on building herd immunity, all that stuff, 
that's awesome to have those hypotheses. It's great to have those theories. With that being said, our government, the U.S., is approaching it a particular way, which means wear a mask when you're out in public to mitigate the spread of it. We're all committing to this, except X number of people. Be the part of people that are going forward with this lesson plan. We're not all building a car together that's diesel, and you're like, well, electrical's better. Um, I want to build my component electrical. No, no, no. We're all building a car together. We need to all commit to how we're doing it, even if it's not the most efficient. Wear your mask out of the house. Protect other people around you from what's going on. You're not protecting yourself. You're protecting the people around you, as I say every single week since we started this podcast. So until next time, I love you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Mahalo. Woo-hoo.